Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to keep them safe while keeping your sanity. So here are your hosts, cybersecurity experts, best-selling authors, and parents of four teens, Lisa and Chris Good. All right, all right. Welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what your kids are doing with today's technology. I'm your host, Lisa Good. Buckle up, it's going to be a wild ride this week. So let's kick off with WhatsApp. Now, a lot of kids use WhatsApp, and the reason they use it is because their messages are encrypted. You know, it's a chat app, but they can also send videos and pictures. WhatsApp has now added disappearing messages. Ta-da! Just like everybody else. So after months of testing, they announced this week, or last week actually, that all users now have access to the disappearing message features. Anything that is sent within seven days will self-erase. What? So the way it's explained by WhatsApp, here's what they say. When disappearing messages is turned on, new messages sent to a chat will disappear after seven days, helping the conversation feel lighter and more private. In a one-on-one chat, either person can turn disappearing messages on or off. In groups, admins will still have control. Wow, isn't that interesting? So now, not only can your kids use an encrypted text messaging app, but now, just like every other platform, they can have their messages, pictures, and videos disappear. WhatsApp also says that this setting won't impact messages that they've sent in the past. Any messages that they have prior to this feature being turned on, they're still gonna show up and you're gonna still see them. Here are some other notes on the new feature from WhatsApp. It says, if a user doesn't open WhatsApp in the seven day period, the message will still disappear. However, the preview of the message might still be displayed in notifications until WhatsApp is opened. Even though the message will disappear, it's still kind of lingering there, which isn't actually reassuring. WhatsApp also says when you reply to a message, the initial message is quoted. If you reply to a disappearing message, the quoted text might remain in the chat after seven days. Again, red flag, that means your messages really aren't actually disappearing. WhatsApp also says if a disappearing message is forwarded to a chat with disappearing messages turned off, the message won't disappear in the forwarded chat. Here's a nice way for your kids to get around the deleted message. Say your daughter sends a inappropriate photo to a boy and he knows it's gonna disappear in seven days. All he needs to do is forward that to one of his friends. Guess what? That picture still gonna be there and then that person can just forward it right back to him. WhatsApp also says if a user creates a backup before a message disappears, the disappearing message will be included in the backup. That means that the message isn't going to really disappear. This should be a red flag to any parents whose kids are using WhatsApp. This new feature is going to encourage kids that they can send inappropriate text, videos, and other things because, of course, it's going to disappear. When in actuality, there are so many ways around the disappearing message, just to sum it up, 
Even though WhatsApp has now added the disappearing message features like Snapchat and Instagram has, there's still so many workarounds to get around it. And one of the other things that's in the very fine print on WhatsApp about this new feature is that users can forward or take a screenshot of a disappearing message and save it before it disappears. They do not have the functionality yet to let you know if someone has forwarded your disappearing message or if someone has taken a screenshot. Of course, WhatsApp has covered itself legally by making the statement that users should only use the disappearing message feature to those that they trust and that they're not responsible for any messages or inappropriate videos or photos that you may send to someone and that person doesn't delete them. Given this new feature, I can already see a fake WhatsApp exchange being used as evidence of some wrongdoing, which the poster could then claim was made within a self-erasing thread. So the true evidence no longer exists. I can also see predators taking full on advantage of this, telling their victims that, oh, you can send me that picture or that video because it's gonna delete itself in seven days. And meanwhile, they're probably gonna forward it to another WhatsApp account, or they're gonna take a screenshot of it so that it really never disappears. And then they'll be able to come back and blackmail those girls and boys further because now they have pictures that weren't actually deleted. It's the same thing we see on Snapchat and on Instagram. So parents, just a heads up, I don't think this is a great feature. And one of the other things I just wanna let you be made aware of is that this new feature is gonna make it just like every other platform that has the self-destructing or self-disappearing messages, you won't be able to monitor them. There is not monitor software out there or parental controls that can monitor that. The only thing that monitors that is the lovely spy software that I never recommend putting on your child's phone unless they're high risk. And when I say high risk, I mean they have depression or they are leaning towards depression, high anxiety, they have attempted self-harm and suicide, or they are exhibiting those kind of thoughts and behaviors. That's the only time I would recommend the type of software that would actually keep track of every keystroke, everything that your child does on their phone. There is nothing out there, even the stuff that we recommend, like, use, and trust, it's not gonna monitor this. You need to be aware of that, and that means you've got to up your game and you've got to be engaged, especially if your kids are using WhatsApp. Let's talk about a new feature that TikTok is going to be rolling out. Now, they first announced it back in May that they were testing a new dedicated learn stream of videos. This was going to be a learning feed to boost educational content on the platform. After all, there's millions of kids, your kids, on TikTok every day, all day. Of course, some of that has to do with COVID and people doing virtual school, so I'm gonna not be too rough on that. However, there are a lot of kids under the appropriate age on TikTok, and they know that. So they decided to roll out this new feature. Honestly, it sounded pretty good, right? What could be wrong with learning educational videos? Now, here's how TikTok describes it. They say, and I quote, we've partnered with over 800 public figures, media publishers, educational institutions, and real world professional experts 
who've been affected by the effects of this global pandemic to bring learning material to TikTok. We've been humbled to be able to bring these grants to educators, professional experts, and nonprofits who have the power to offer us creative learning, especially during this tough time. That sounds great, right? Sign me up. Well, actually, maybe not. But here's really what some of the learning looks like. I got a glimpse at some of what they're calling learning videos. I wanna start with the good videos that I saw because there were actually some really decent videos. They had videos showing kids how a dairy farm works. There are videos that show how an apple orchard works and apples are processed. There were videos that showing kids how dry ice works. There were art videos on how to paint, how colors made. There were really some really interesting videos. There were also some cooking videos that were fascinating on how to make real pasta and how to make chicken nuggets and pizza. So there are some good videos, but, and this is a big but, there were videos that I watched that I said, those shouldn't be on there. I wouldn't want my child watching that. And some of those videos were the following. There were several videos that were aimed primarily towards tweens and teens that appeared to be as coming from a school counselor or a concerned adult, letting these kids know that if they wanted to have birth control and their parents weren't for that or wouldn't let them have that, all they had to do was talk to their school counselor or request to speak to their doctor on their own privately without their parents in the room and they could request birth control and there's absolutely nothing that your parents can do to stop you. Um, that's a problem for me. I'm the child's parent. It is not your job to, to tell my kid about birth control. That's my job. Another video that I saw that I thought was disturbing, at least to me, was there was an adult that was geared towards speaking to girls. And what she was saying was that if you got pregnant and you wanted to have an abortion and you didn't want your parents to know, you could go to your school guidance counselor and they would reach out to Planned Parenthood for you. Or you could contact Planned Parenthood yourself and they would help you get to a clinic and have an abortion without your parents' knowledge. I personally found this offensive just from a parental perspective. I am the child's parent. I should know about medical conditions going on with my child, let alone if my child has been sexually active and is now pregnant and is going to have an abortion. And then there was a video that almost made me throw my phone against the wall. And this one was a teacher that was explaining racism. That wasn't the problem for me. It's when this teacher crossed the line and said that anyone that's white is inherently racist because white people have a superior and a better position in life. I found that offensive because I don't believe that that's true. I don't think Martin Luther King would think say that was true. In fact, he's the one that said, judge a man by the content of his character, not the color of his skin. And yet that is now what we are teaching an entire generation of kids. That if you have white skin, you're, you're inherently racist. You're born racist. I mean, I almost blew a gasket on this one video, just this one video. I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. If you've listened to me at all, you have heard me say, there is racism, there are racists, it exists, but it exists in both black and white form. I know black people that are not racist, but I know other black people that are racist. 
I know white people that are not racist, and I know white people who are racist. I know Latino people that are racist, and I know Latino people that are not racist. I don't believe you're automatically a racist by whatever the color of your skin is. I think that you're raised with those beliefs. That's what racism is. It's a belief system that you're raised with. And this video, I just couldn't even believe. Now that I've went on that little rant, just so you know, if your kids have TikTok, this is coming to them. You are going to see this eventually, especially if we go into another lockdown or all schools are back to virtual this winter. This is going to be rolled out. It is so important. If your kids have TikTok and they're 13, 14, 15 years old, you must be on TikTok too. You should be asking them what kind of videos they saw today. They might surprise you. They might say, oh, I watched this really neat video on how to make chicken nuggets. Or they might say something like, there was this teacher talking about birth control. What is that? Look, I know this is a deep topic. It's uncomfortable to talk about, but if you have young kids and they're on social media, you need to know what your kids are gonna see and they're not gonna tell you. TikTok's not gonna list on their website, hey, we're rolling out this great new feature for your kids and we're gonna show them really neat videos with science and art, but we're also gonna throw in their videos about abortion, pregnancy, and racism. They're not gonna say that. You have to be aware. All right, so hang on, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with our next topic. Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and adults working with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Welcome back. I get asked a lot about encrypted apps. So in this episode, I'm going to cover what every parent needs to know about encryption as it relates to apps. Now hang with me. I promise I'm not going into geek speak land, okay? When hearing the word encryption, a James Bond or spy type movie might come to mind. But as we use our smartphones and the internet today for just about everything, from online banking to checking our test results from our last doctor's appointment, this technology is playing a key role in keeping your private data just that, private and out of the hands of cyber criminals. Pretty much all the banking apps, credit card apps, and medical apps are encrypted. Then there are the apps that use the same encryption technology that your kids like to use. These are generally texting apps or messaging apps, and this is where encryption can get kids in trouble. Encrypted messaging apps allow users to send messages that are extremely hard to intercept and read. The only person who can read what you type is the person you sent the message to. This level of security ensures that your conversations are private. Law enforcement and even the app developers don't have the ability to intercept and read these messages. That's how powerful end-to-end -end encryption is, which is why criminals like drug dealers, pedophiles, and hackers all use this method of communication. Most kids are none of those things. They may, however, like to keep their conversations away from your prying eyes. 
Now, encrypted apps allow your kids to communicate without being monitored by any tools available, period. I've compiled a list of the top 13 messaging apps that you should be aware of. However, I know that we're only going to be able to hit the top five today. If you'd like the complete list, you can go online to protectkids.today and there you can get the complete list for free. So let's jump right into the top five apps that use encryption and some of their features. If your kids ask for one of these, it should raise a red flag and you should ask some questions. So the first one on our list is Signal Private Messenger. Their tagline is speak freely and millions of people use this app for instant, free and encrypted communication because it's known as one of the most secure apps available today. Signal is one of the only apps that has its privacy protection technology always on. So there's never any risk of sharing anything, either via voice or text, to anyone but the intended recipient. So the features include self-destructing messages after a given time frame that the user picks, group chat, view once media, this would include new selfies or inappropriate videos that won't show up in their camera roll and are deleted unless a screenshot was taken. Now the Signal app is free and has no ads. Number two on the list is Wire. This app also has end-to-end -end encryption always on as the default to protect your messages, images, and files. Some features include video calls and conferencing, timed conversations which are deleted, file sharing availability, and group chats. A unique feature to Wire is that a new encryption key is used for every message, which makes it 99% hack-proof. It's one of the top messaging apps used in Switzerland, which of course is known for offshore bank accounts, and the European Union, which has very strict data laws. If your kids ask for this app or you see it on a device, I can promise you they are doing things you don't want them to do. Wire has a free option for personal use and actually markets itself as a business app. However, you should know it's rated for ages four and up in the Apple Store and E for everyone in Google Play. All right, number three is Threema. This app's tagline is Seriously Secure Messaging. It not only has end-to-end -end encryption like Signal and Wire, but Threema also offers an extra layer of privacy by not requiring you to provide an email or a phone number to sign up. Oh, and you're also able to hide and lock chats. This would definitely be on the no-go list for kids. Threema has over 4.5 million users, has a one-time fee of $2.99, and is rated for ages four and up on the Apple App Store, and E for everyone on Google Play. Now, number four is Telegram. This app is very popular for those who want to have private encrypted conversations and don't want to have their parents question why they want the app. I mean, if your high schooler says, hey mom, all my friends are using this new app to chat. It's called Telegram. Is it okay if I get it? How likely are you to question that request? I mean, after all, it is called Telegram. What could be wrong with that, right? Well, here are some of Telegram's features. 
There's an option to self-destruct messages, files, photos, and videos in a certain amount of time after they've been sent and received. For a more secure messaging experience, users can turn on secret chats from the app's advanced settings, which forces the app on the other side of the secret chat to delete the messages, kind of like Snapchat. However, that doesn't mean that someone couldn't take a screenshot. This app is free and has over 200 million users. I'll give them some credit though, because they have their app listed for 17 plus on the Apple Store and rated M for mature and 17 plus on Google Play. All right, number five is WhatsApp, whose tagline is simple, secure, reliable messaging. Now, WhatsApp is the only app that will warn you that encryption is not applied to a particular chat. WhatsApp is one of the few encrypted apps that by default allows its messages to be backed up to the cloud by iOS or Android. So there technically is a copy of your message saved somewhere. However, you can remove all chats from your cloud backups. Now one of the downsides of this app from a security perspective is that it's owned by Facebook. So I would almost take what they say about security and their data policies with a grain of salt. One feature I'd like to point out is that you can share messages, you know, photos and videos with up to 256 people at once, which can lead to trouble when it comes to kids. This app has been in the news frequently for kids using it to cheat on tests and quizzes and final exams, both in high school and college. And this app is also widely known for sexting. This app is free and has 1.5 billion users and is rated 12 and up on the Apple Store and E for everyone on Google Play. I know I said we'd go through the top five and I'm pretty sure I have time to go over just one more. The one I wanna talk about, this one isn't actually on my list. I think it's important that we talk about it and the reason it's not on the list is because every kid with an iPhone already has access to this app by default. There's nothing you can do about it. Before we jump into this, just a reminder that you can get the complete list of the top 13 messaging apps that you should be aware of for free by going to protectkids.today. That's protectkids.today. All right, if your kids have an iPhone, they already have the power to send end-to-end -end encrypted messages to friends and strangers who also have an iPhone or a Mac. What? You may be asking, well, it's true. It's called iMessage, which uses the tagline, message who you want, how you want. Most people don't realize that iMessage has always been on top of end-to-end -to -end encryption. I mean, think about it. Would you expect anything less from the late Steve Jobs? iMessage lets users control how long the message stays and how many times the recipient can view it. The main security issue with it is that by default, your iMessages are backed up to your iCloud and the encrypted keys are controlled by Apple. So if your iCloud were ever hacked, those messages could possibly be seen. Oops, that could be a problem. However, the solution is to avoid storing your private messages on your iCloud. Now believe me when I tell you that most of your tech-savvy teens already know this. Now here are some of the iMessage features. You can block phone numbers and contacts, tailor iMessage settings, 
Use the internet instead of the phone network when communicating with other iOS or Mac OS users, and you have the ability to control read receipts. Encrypted messages in iMessage will appear blue, not green, like a regular SMS or text message. As I said earlier, if your kids have an iPhone, they already have access to this app by default, and there's nothing you can do about it. There are an estimated 1.3 billion users of iMessage. Even more shocking is that in the spring of 2019, 83% of U.S. teens owned an iPhone and 86% of tweens and teens who didn't own an iPhone said their next phone would be an iPhone. This means that most of your kids' friends have an iPhone and are already using iMessage too. As a parent, you should know that if your kids are using end-to-end -end encrypted apps for texting, those messages are protected in private and will normally not be able to be accessed by the company or by law enforcement, which that may not sound like a big deal. However, if something tragic happens or your kid gets in trouble but says they're innocent and is adamant that they had text messages that could prove it, you most likely won't have access to those conversations if they used an encrypted messaging app. All right, I think we're about out of time for this episode. Uh, from one parent to another, I wanna encourage you to go to protectkids.today to get the free list of the top 13 encrypted messaging apps. It's an easy way to stay up to date. Hope you have a fantastic week and we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa and Chris Good. To submit your questions, sign up for our free Cyber Alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.